Hello and welcome to Mortgage Insider, the podcast series from Barclays that explores the biggest issues facing the mortgage industry. I'm Claire McPhail, a business development manager in the South East. We're not joined by Tony today as unfortunately he's off having his tonsils out, so get well soon Tony. In this episode, we're taking the long view. We're going to hear from someone who's seen the ups and downs in the mortgage industry over the last four decades. He's seen recessions, the credit crunch, all the regulation that's come in. I spoke to James Chidgy, who has recently retired from the Mortgage Advice Bureau, about how the industry may see innovation as a result of the pandemic. Hi, James. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me along, Claire. Now, I know that the experience in the industry for you goes back sort of the last four decades, which I'm sure has gone very quickly. (laughs) Um, But what would be really interesting is to start sort of back at the beginning when you first joined the mortgage industry and just to hear a little bit from you about how very different it was back then. Yes, indeed it was. And uh, we're going back to the mid 1980s. Um, I had had a background uh, in a state agency, I, I found this opening at a, a, a French lender called UCB Home Loans, based near Croydon. And it all seemed very exciting. Uh, it was a very small, a very small team there then. But I think they'd, they'd seen an opportunity, as indeed had many banks, investment banks, particularly from the United States, but also some European banks, amongst which UCB, uh, his parent, was a, was a French bank, to start lending money in the UK property market. And um, mortgages suddenly became the thing to be in. And in the early 80s, that, that included then, some of the high street lenders started moving into, into uh Mortgages, and they were they were followed, as I said, by the banks I've mentioned, and uh, there were a handful of us. I mean, there was about six, eight banks at the time, and we sort of, unbeknown to us, I guess, at the time, we we became called centralised lenders because we were doing everything under one roof, and we were dealing direct, not with the public, but we were dealing direct with financial advisors, IFAs, as they were back then and also life assurance uh, salesmen. They were the predominant distribution back in the mid-1980s. And uh, yeah, it was, it was great fun. It was really... Because <laughs> it was all new. Everything was new. I mean, we, we were doing stuff that hadn't been done before. And uh, yeah, it was great fun. And who were you primarily? So you were looking after, you said, the IFAs. So were you helping them source? They were coming to you with their clients' needs? Yeah, I mean, we 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 were lending money, uh, you know, mortgages to people through through the financial intermediaries. So it, it was a case of you know uh, building up distribution. I mean, distribution came to us because of the fact we were we were one of the few lenders that were lending fixed rate funds. I mean, fixed rates back then were a whole new game, an absolutely whole new game. You know, previously you, you only had one or two year fixed. That was what was going on. But we started lending five year money. Uh, and it absolutely snowballed from 1986 right through to 1989, largely helped in 1988 when I think it was Chancellor uh, Lawson, Nigel Lawson, decided that MIRAS, which was a, a, a ta- tax relief on, on mortgages up to £30,000. On married uh, couples, wasn't it? 
Maybe they did have to get married. I can't remember that. But uh, when he announced in March that this would go by the end of August, the market went a bit like we've seen coming out of the first lockdown in May, right through to now with the stamp duty as well. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very similar, similar sort of equation. But of course, what we didn't have back in, in 1988, as it was then, we didn't have any uh, exterior influence like uh, COVID. So um, it's a bit of a different uh, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. James, I know when I joined, um, my career with Barclays, 1993, um, interest rates were ridiculously high. Um, so a very different impact that was having on people borrowing. What, what, you know, what did you come across at that point? What, what sticks in your mind? Well, most of the, the 90s were a very significant decade, for sure. Um, we, started, we started on a high and we we again we moved into a a low by the by the early 90s um and it took again another another it was another sort of downturn that took some years before we started coming out of it um we weren't really coming out of it until 95 96 97 and and at that same time uh bringing in a point on innovation uh mortgage lenders including um the one I worked for at the time, UCB Home Loans, uh, brought about the private buy-to-let mortgage, which, which again was 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 new to the to to the world. I mean, it was you know it, it was the start of kind what of we unheard un- of, yeah. Well, it was, it was the start of what we understand today by the buy-to-let mortgage market. I mean, that that all began in in ninety five, ninety six, uh, because prior to that, it they'd been commercial done by commercial banks on commercial terms. Um, but suddenly, you know, domestic banks, high street banks and centralised lenders and specialist lenders were suddenly getting involved in the buy-to-let market. But no, the the, um, the market, uh, you know, we'd just come out of the ERM in 92. Interest rates, I remember, were they hit briefly one day, 15%. But we were offering, we, we were offering five-year fixed-rate money at UCB Home Loans in mortgage terms at 12.5%. Now, that Which is doesn't, crazy, that isn't doesn't it? doesn't even yeah. bear thinking about today, does it? But no. uh, that didn't last for too long. It, the rates started coming back down again. But uh, I'm afraid the, the, the net effect of the early 90s recession meant that we then had record if you look in the record books we had record uh, arrears and possessions Repossessions, and, uh, yeah. and the, the council of mortgage lenders as they were then had to take steps to bring in a, a proper protocol for arrears possessions a lot of which is what is used today you have seen your way through a number of different Troubled times, haven't you? You would have been there on the last financial crisis as well. So how do you feel, you know, I mean, this is very different. And in one of the previous um, podcasts, Sally Lake had spoke a lot about how different this was for you from your perspective, especially, I think, because you have been specialising in sort of in new homes and a lot to do with new homes. How do you see that this is different maybe to the last financial crisis that we had? Well, the the... I mean, there there is a difference, but there is also a similarity. The 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 credit crunch was like nothing that we've ever seen before, and and we're not we're not in we're not in a credit crunch at the moment. What what's going on today 
is happening in a very regulated environment, an extremely well-regulated environment in the mortgage industry. That was not the case back in 2007, uh, you know, and it took a long time for the credit crunch to unravel. I mean, it started with Northern Rock in, in the summer of, of, uh, of 2007. These things creep up on you. You never sort of forecast them. They crept, it crept up on us. But we were having our launch party in Reg just off Regent Street at the time. And the party had been going well, but we'd heard this rumour about Northern Rock. And midway during the, uh, the evening, I don't know if you, uh, if you know someone called Ray Bolger from John Charcoal. He's a, he's a, you know, a, a very, very well-known commentator in our industry. And the entrance to this, this sort of venue was elevated so you could see anybody who's turning up sort of late and I remember Ray turning up mid mid evening waving this piece of paper which was of course in those days we didn't have we didn't have all the the gadgets people had now we had some pretty pretty awful blackberries I seem to remember um but we didn't have the communication and and he had he had copied off the press release that he just got from the BBC confirming that Northern Rock was asking the Bank of England for, for, for help, for assistance. And, and that was really the start of, of, of the next two years. Today, everybody is, is, has been hit and is, you know, it has been hit by, by this, by this uh, virus. So uh, in some form or another, um, every industry. Yeah, but as we know, you know, the mortgage, the intermediary world is very adaptable and, you know, there will be... They'll do well out yeah. of it in the long run, but as you say, it's not going to be. Yeah. And it's, well, there's going to be peaks and troughs still, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, they've done. They've done. They've done extremely well <laughs> since May, um, and as we've seen, the figures. The figures have shown what a what a boom we've had. But but of course, we've got this cliff edge at the end of March. We don't know. Assuming that stays as it is, then 2021 is going to be a it's going to be a difficult year. Um, it's when it's when mortgage advisors are going to have to look very carefully at their own business. They're going to have to look very carefully as well at the as, at the proposition that they're giving to customers. You know, the the proposition needs to be as broad as it can be. The days of having vanilla customers coming in for mainstream mortgages, you know, they're getting they're getting lower, shorter, and shorter. We're getting into a very heavily specialist mortgage market, as I see I, it. I don't think, yeah, they would say that they don't exist, that certainly all the brokers that I speak to just say, where are those vanilla customers? Because, and at the moment, you know, they're dealing with all the changes. All the banks have got so many changes that they've made to their policies. Um, you know, what they were able to do a year ago has completely changed. Furlough, obviously, is here and all the self-employed. So it is so different from them. So for yourself, bearing in mind the relationship you had with New Build and... What? How do you see that looking like going forward? Do you see any impact from this on that? I mean, you talk about the regulatory world. Well, I suppose anybody that was looking to buy anything down the sort of help to buy option, which I know will have changed, was only looking at four and a half times income anyway. But do you see anything specifically there to look out for? Well, I mean, the, the new build world has done very well, thank you very much. I mean, obviously, Help to Buy has been a major contributor to that. The scheme moves across into a new sort of iteration from April. But it all depends now where, where, where we go with, in the economy. I mean, the economy and new build 
are so wrapped up together, and the house builders know this, that, uh, you know, there's got to be confidence in buying a new build property. House builders will be probably very um, cautious as to opening new sites, as to what type of property they're building. I think they won't be building so many uh, four-bed, five-bed detached as they have done in the last five years. I mean, nearly nearly one in three, I think it was actually one in three of all new builds was a, was a four-bed detached. So I think we, that, that'll move back down into the world of, of first-time buyers, which would probably be three-bed semis and two-bed terraces, that sort of thing, townhouses, that sort of thing. Thanks, James. So tell me, you've been in the industry for, for a long time now. Um, what was the best thing, you think? What kept you engaged in this industry for such a long time? Uh, e- easy question to answer, Claire. It's the people. I have enjoyed the company of so many great people in this industry over the years. Some who aren't around in the industry any longer, but but for, throughout that thirty-five years, uh, I've, I've met some wonderful people. They've been, they've been. Many of them have been superb entrepreneurs, superb innovators, uh, but just very, very very pleasant and very good company people and lots uh, of fun as well yeah but also some very honest negotiation and you know uh, very good business relationships that I was able to establish yeah um and no I thoroughly enjoyed it absolutely and so if we have if we sort of have people that are listening today that are just starting out in the industry for them what sort of advice would you give them if they're just starting out you will have more time to think about what you're doing in a in a downturn than when you're simply taking orders for example order t- as we as we used to call it order taking from customers the order taking from customers won't be won't be there in any huge degree going forward over the next few months uh, of 2021 i'm sure uh, as as the, the to the uh, same level situation, yeah. to the same degree that's right so you've got time to to think about what you're doing and um it's a tough gig that people are going to go through over the next 12 months, but it's, it's something that the good news is we've all, you know, I've been, I, I went through that for four reset. I went through four housing recessions, as I think I said, and uh, there is light at the end of the, of the tunnel. Uh, it just, changes, just, doesn't it? The business it, model changes it, it slightly, you know, but and you, innovation you've got to, comes you've, out. You have to apply your mind to it the whole time. And, uh, be as positive as you can be and uh, and d- be as diligent as you can be and do as much work as you can and and you know see as many people uh, etc and understand you know that this is where we go back to you know advisor firms understanding their database of customers and all that sort of thing so going forward brokers are going to want to feel some reassurance about what the future looks like with the experience that you've got, James, what kind of reassurance can you give them to to be thinking of for the future? Well, I mean, the good news is that the, the property market always bounces back. So, uh, you know, this, the, these things are cycles and having lived through four of them, I can confirm that. Now, it's pretty painful when you're going through the, the trough of the cycle uh, and nothing in my nothing in my view uh, has been as painful as the credit crunch because you know it, it went on for a, the best part of five years. But um, no, I mean when you're when you're going through the trough, you have more time to think about your own 
you know, your own business, your own client base, what you can do, what you can prepare for, how you can enhance your your actual proposition to them in the mortgage world and and increase and we've lent and you know the other thing is to increase with lenders your profile as much as you can um but that you know that that's just something that hopefully you you can do in the normal course of things but no the good news is that um i mean you you know we will get there but it's going to be hard work and every customer you come across you need you'll need to make sure that they actually, you know, you actually do succeed with the customer and provide what they want. Um, but keep a very close eye on how the market is moving in terms of its specialisms, as I said earlier. Keep educating yourself, yeah. Keep keep hopping your game, as you say, and use the time wisely. Um, if it does quieten down, which it's inevitably going to, then use that time to upskill yourself, as you say, and understand all the sectors. I think is a really good thing um, and good advice. Oh, thank you, James. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> thank you very much. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. That was James Chiddy, and that was the fifth episode of Mortgage Insider from Barclays. The views expressed by guests in this podcast are their opinions only and do not reflect the views of Barclays. If you have any questions you would like us to ask the experts, then please email us at mortgageinsider at acast.com. And please do subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tony will be back next time. I'm Claire McPhail. Thanks for listening.